The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 7.05 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in here at 512-836-0590. Well, today may be the day that uh, Alejandro Mayorkas gets in an impeachment vote. Yeah, it's very possible today. Uh, and you could join us in the conversation at 512-836-0590. Uh, this story uh, in the New York Post this morning, the horrific video shows a woman dragged along a New York City streets by a gang of uh, moped-riding uh, illegal aliens. Uh, they've committed uh, uh, dozens of brazen attacks, at least 62 different uh, incidents of grand larceny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two men have been busted in the Bronx as part of this moped-riding illegal immigrant crew that's been snatching cell phones right from the hands of New Yorkers uh, in, uh, well, in, in, in dare, you know, a daring burst of street crime. Yeah, the police source say that they've already flipped uh, the group's ringleader. Oh, so, uh, so somebody's ratting them out. So they're trying to uh, round up some of the ne'er-do-wells that are uh, part of this group. Now, this video that you're seeing, uh, you know, on social media overnight, including the shocking video caught on video, a heist where a 62-year-old woman was brutally dragged down to Brooklyn Street, and it looks like her body was kind of thrown against a, it looks like a parking meter pole. She was she's ragdolled. Trying to hang, she's trying to hang on. Yeah, right. She got ragdolled right into that pole, just, I mean, flailing yeah. around. It looked, it looked very violent. And I guess they say this ring is linked to like 62 incidents or something like that around yeah, the city. Yeah, they, and, and, and the police there confirm that it's, it's some part of uh, this, it's a Venezuelan gang. Mm. Illegal aliens that have come here to, uh, to create, well, that's how they survive there, right? And they're living on our streets here. They yeah. were living on the streets there in Venezuela, and that's how they conducted their day-to-day operations right. to survive. Right. It appears they're doing the same thing here. Well, and, and so at least 14 uh, of them have, have been identified by police as, you know, some of these illegal immigrants up there. And, of course, Eric Adams, a mayor up there, you mm-hmm. know, he's trying to jump on board real fast and say, well, yeah, but most most people are, 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 you know, just seeking the American dream. And that's right. But I don't understand why, why leaders, elected officials like Eric Adams, can't also acknowledge that that crime has come along with the vast majority of other people who are just looking for the American dream. Yeah. You know, they, they can't even acknowledge that because, oh, well, no, but you're saying that every nobody said everybody's a criminal in there. But crime has gone crazy 8. in your 6, city. 8.6 million illegal aliens have entered the country under Joe Biden's watch. And if only 10% are bad guys, that's a problem. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay to, to acknowledge both. But they don't ever want to touch at these Democrats. Let's squeeze in Martin in southwest Austin this morning. Martin, good morning. Good morning. Isn't it crazy that crime in our country wasn't bad enough that the Democrats have to... Uh, bring in extra crime from illegal immigrants now. Important crime and votes. Yeah, yeah. No, no you're right. It's we've uh, we've imported the crime. Yep, imported the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know, you're spot on, man. Uh, Martin, thank you, man. I appreciate your call. Which which is why the news that came out a couple three weeks ago that that Mexico, uh, you know, was considering taking legal action against the United States for for guns, you know, and causing crime <laughs> in Mexico. You know, the, <laughs> got a nice good chuckle out of that one. Listen, a body has been pulled from uh, uh, Ladybird Lake. Uh, it's a young man. Uh, it appears to be in his 30s. 
Is that correct? I uh, actually don't have any. I don't know if he's in his 30s, but we ha- I, I have heard that he is an adult male. Okay, that's, that's all we know that's so the far. the only description at We've this had point. a few, right? Yeah. A body was found Monday uh, in, in, in the water, not too far from Rainy Streets. It was a 911 call that saw the body floating in Ladybird Lake. This unidentified person declared dead about 152 yesterday afternoon. Several other bodies have been discovered in this lake in uh, recent months. At least five people have been found dead at that lake, which is a portion of the Colorado River that runs, you know, right through downtown. Back in June of 2023, authorities downplayed the speculation of a serial killer behind these deaths. Mm-hmm. Now, the previous Ladybird Lake deaths involved men around their 30s who had been out drinking, possibly near Rainy Streets uh, in the city's downtown area, and then later were found dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Police found Jason John, 30, dead in Ladybird Lake back in February, a week after he was uh, last seen on Rainy Street, which was a popular uh, you know, row of bars where people get together, that sort of thing, in the entertainment district downtown. And, uh, well, yeah, there's, there's been several. And it's just so bizarre because they're all in their 30s and, uh, and look very physically able. Yeah. They look like men that could swim. Yeah, yeah. Except for that one guy, Clifton Axtell, he was 40 years old. But other than that, yeah, I mean, they're all right around that age. I'm... I'm older than 40, and I could, I could definitely I could pull myself out of the water if, yeah. if need be. And I've never been, I, I mean, I, I guess everybody's different, but I've never been to a situation where I've been so drunk that I couldn't pull myself out. Like, I, I have to think that often it just seems like there's more to these these men just stumbling and falling in there. You know? and, and, and this latest one, they this body may have not uh, entered the water in that location. May have floated downstream. Certainly possible. Is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure because you know this is again uh, ignited discussion about you, you know this rash of, of drownings or deaths or bodies being pulled from the water. So I'm sure that at some point we're going to hear some more details, at least about you know who it is and how sure. long he'd been in there. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm curious to know how long we he installed was there. cameras and lights and uh, some new guardrails too, right? We did. Yeah, we did. Uh, that was a big deal, actually. That that was one of the. One of the early things I think Zocadri did, because that's in his district. It all ended, too, right? They were talking. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed to. We thought everything was good now. But, I mean, you would you would hope that at least, you know, maybe the, some of the cameras that they put up down there saw what might have happened. You would think. Uh, Clyde is checking in from the BK area. Clyde, good morning. Yes, we're great. What's on your mind? You know, uh, I'm native Austin, and I, I, I keep on listening to this crap about equality and equity and affordability and all, all this kind of stuff like that. Um, Rick, I, I'm never going to be equal to y'all. Y'all are never going to be equal to me, and it's okay. We all work at different rates. If you want to work 18 hours a day and I want to work 20 hours a day, that, that's fine. What you do with your money is your business. What I do with my money is my business, as long as I pay my taxes. Uh, I, it, it, we're never going to be equal, folks, and nothing's ever going to be affordable until you save for it. And number two, all, all these illegal border crossings that our government has let us have, these, these people operate under a different, um, they have a different cash economy. They have a different way of life. I'm not saying they're better and worse than me as a person. I'm not judging a person's character. I'm judging their culture and what, what, how they do it. It's not the same as us Americans. They don't possibly think the same way and everything. We got a train wreck on our hands here, folks. I think what you're saying, uh, I think what you're trying to say, Clyde, is, uh, the illegal aliens that have been coming into our country over the past three years, 
they don't have an America first mentality, do they? Nope. It's ripe and scrape and get get what you can get and get it now and then move on. Yeah, for some, I would say so. 718 here on the Todd and I show. Let's uh, squeeze in Joseph checking in from Elgin this morning. Uh, Joseph, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks yes, for having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on Twitter yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, Ken Paxson, our attorney general, put out a tweet yesterday basically saying that this job would basically legalize whatever the hell uh, Senator uh, Mayorkas is doing down on the border. And if any attorney general wanted to bring a suit to, against the government for not enforcing concerning the border uh, uh, stuff, they would have to take it to Washington D.C. And his comment was: "Was how many sympathetic judges are in Washington D.C.? They wouldn't be able to take it anywhere else except in, in D.C. is not even a state. Mm. They don't care. So, and it's basically one gigantic middle finger to all the states." this bill right now and any, any legs that our representatives have now to stand on or to the future would be effectively just cut off below the knee. That's an interesting point. Yeah, the House may vote on impeaching the Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas later today. House Majority Whip uh, Tom Emmer, he says he believes the GOP has enough uh, support to pull off this vote. Here he is on Fox. It is time to hold Secretary Mayorkas accountable. We have no other way to do this. Uh, he will not resign, despite the fact that he has willfully refused to enforce our federal laws to secure our southern border. Yeah, so is Joe Biden, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, Mayorkas has uh, called the proceedings baseless. He says it's uh, distracting the department from their work. Democrats argue there's no evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors, so only political differences. It would uh, be the only second time in uh, that a sitting cabinet secretary has been impeached in 150 years. Uh, so, you know, the, the Democrats are over there screaming how this is all politically motivated. The, 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 there's no real grounds for any of this. And I do believe, let's, let's say that he's impeached by the House. No chance he's removed by the Senate. No chance whatsoever. Well, Biden claims that he needs these new laws from Congress to secure the border. And that's just flat out false. Right. Nobody listening agrees with that. Well, under uh, the U.S. Constitution, Joe Biden can take action today to secure the border to stop this invasion. He's failed to do so. Uh, here's Governor Greg Abbott. Biden says he needs Congress uh, to give him the power to do whatever he needs to do to secure the border. The fact is, as we all saw from what President Trump did, the president of the United States has the power. I must emphasize this. Uh, there is an obligation, there are laws uh, in the United States uh, that require the president to deny illegal entry of any I- illegal immigrant. And then if they do get into the United States, he has a legal obligation to detain those illegal immigrants. Joe Biden is failing at both of those duties. And that's exactly what gives Texas the authority uh, to make sure that we can step up and secure our own border and protect our own state through self-defense. Yeah, Governor Greg Abbott uh, on the Fox Business Channel last night. Mm. Now, the union representing the nation's Border Patrol agents 
They support this immigration deal that was brokered in the Senate. They may have a different opinion this morning, but as of yesterday afternoon... The National Border Patrol Council, representing about 18,000 Border Patrol agents, says the Senate border agreement is not perfect, but is far better than the status quo. And in a statement, says it hopes for its quick passage. The union's leadership has been very critical of the Biden administration's border policies. Still, it's unclear if the endorsement can change the proposal's prospects, especially in the House, where Republican leaders call Senate consideration a waste of time and say the bill is dead on arrival in the House. Yeah. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I'm not sure to get out of the Senate now. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that says a lot about about it when all of a sudden Mitch McConnell's like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to support this. That right there should be enough to make people go, okay, well, if, if it's not... If he doesn't like it, then it's, this is a real bad bill. Well, there's still plenty of Republicans that do support this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some rhinos, some never-Trumpers out there that fully embrace this. This this legalization of illegal immigration. So that's the thing. Is, is like, I, I've, I've heard it on, on a number of occasions described as a, a border security bill, border security package. But nowhere in this bill or is there anything secure. And it really is a, it, it's a, it's an international welfare aid package is what it is. Sure. And then we, you know, we get we get the scraps twenty twenty billion dollars. I mean, that's that's not enough, especially for what the, the Biden administration wants to do with it. I squeeze in uh, Billy checking in from Driftwood this morning. Billy, good morning. Guys, yeah. listen, you can pass all the laws you want to pass if you've got a regime that regime that that will not enforce the law. None of it matters. Mm. And this law in particular, you guys are right. It would codify into law illegal immigration. Yeah. And um, it, it, it would just let 5,000 a day in. They, they cut the line there. Really? Is that you really trust them to do that? When they, when they haven't enforced laws, you know, the only way to solve this problem, the only way is to rehire Donald Trump and to fire Biden and Mayorkas and the rest of them. Yeah. The 5,000, Billy, is, is the low end. That's right. and the devil's in the details. What I read last night is five thousand from one particular nation. So think about that. Oh, it, it could be three thousand wow. from here, three thousand from there, four thousand from there. It could, uh, yeah. The devil's in the detail on this. Devil's in the details, exactly right. And the devil's in the Democratic Party. Yes. And everybody needs to remember that too. Yeah. It's staring us right in the face. Yeah, Congressman Chip Roy from the Hill Country. Here's what he had to say: Permanent legal job as a member of Congress, not to embrace permanent law reforms, permanent legal changes that will leave our country wide open to a new mass migration model that the Democrats want us to embrace. Brandon's doing his job. I'm doing mine. I represent 750,000 Texans who love those Border Patrol agents and wants to make sure that that number is zero, not 5,000. Yeah, there you go. Chip Roy on Fox. Uh, jump in here, 512-836-0590. There, there should be no question, but uh, this is this is clearly what this administration wants. They will use words that they, you know, they'll say, well, we're doing this, but clearly they're... Uh, What's happening is the exact opposite of everything they say. It's a good point. So this is the the whole the whole country is falling apart under this under this president right now. It is uh, seven twenty five. Uh, you could jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. We'll give you a full update on uh, well that story when it comes to border security straight ahead. Coming up with uh, uh, newsman John Stolness in a full report with reaction from both sides. 
Uh, you can jump in here, too, at 512-836-0590. Uh, Toby Keith, rest in peace. It's unfortunate. Yeah, dead at the age of uh, 62, am I right? Yeah, stomach cancer. Man. And, and it's amazing, too. I, you know, I saw a picture of him on the TV uh, not too long ago. I guess it was not long before he passed. And, uh, you know, look look at that compared to what he looked like, say, 10 years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. I didn't even recognize him. Big guy. He was. Big, larger-than-life kind of guy. He was a big guy. Not 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 uh, not when he passed, though. He, yeah. he passed away surrounded by his family after a three-year battle with stomach cancer. Keith is perhaps best known for his songs, Red Solo Cup, Should Have Been a Cowboy, and I Love This Bar. The singer is survived by his wife, Trisha Lucas, and their three children, daughters Shelley Colville-Roland, fellow singer Crystal Keith, and son Stealin'. His family and a post tonight said that he fought his fight with grace and courage. The singer opened up about his battle with stomach cancer back in June of 2022. He underwent surgery and received chemotherapy radiation after his initial diagnosis in 2021. Newsman Kevin Cork reporting. 7.33 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us at 512-836-0590. We're talking about this uh, this border bill and this uh, foreign aid bill that includes money for uh, Ukraine and Israel. And in fact, about $100 million for those two countries. Yep. Uh, they'll split some of that. Ukraine getting most of it. And then some money uh, for this uh, border legislation that it appears now that people have had a chance to read this, this, this compromise bill, uh, you, it's, you have a hard time finding people to vote for it, especially but, on the right. I, I really don't see where much of the compromise is here because it, it still very much benefits the Democrat agenda on immigration. Oh, even further. It, yeah, it, even it, more so. It, it codifies an yeah. open border policy. Yeah. Uh, John is in Round Rock this morning on the Todd and Oz Show. Hey, John. Howdy. How y'all doing? Good. What's on your mind? Well, uh, of course, we know we need to get to zero on the uh, illegal immigration situation. Uh, but after that, we need to start repairing the damage that's been done, and I think we need to set a uh, ratio of for every legal immigrant that comes into this country, we have to deport 25 illegals. Mm. That's the way John would do it in Ron Rock. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. I don't think you can get some bipartisan support for that. But, that one, uh, yeah, that one may be a, that, what that, you're saying. That may be tough to get that support there at, at the Capitol. Newsman John Stolness has more. Speaking on the Senate floor yesterday afternoon, Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell urged his colleagues to support the border security package that would also unlock the national security supplemental and aid packages to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. This is a humanitarian and security crisis. Stuff like that. Of historic kind of, proportions. I don't and Senate that. Republicans have assisted not just for months, but for years that this urgent crisis demanded action. However, after Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced a cloture vote tomorrow on the compromise, McConnell emerged from a closed-door meeting with colleagues late last night and is now threatening to block the bill from coming to the floor Wednesday due to opposition from some Republicans and others who want the opportunity to amend the legislation. Schumer urging those opposing it to get on board. The $64,000 question now is whether or not senators can drown out the outside noise, drown out people like Donald Trump who want chaos, and do the right thing for America. Among the loudest detractors behind the scenes is Trump, who on Westwood One's Dan Bongino show yesterday hinted the chief Republican negotiator, Oklahoma Senator James Lankford, could suffer politically for his role in the creation of this bill. The people in Oklahoma are 
you know, these are serious mega. These are serious people. They are not going to be happy about this, Dan, when they see right. this. This is crazy. This is lunacy, this bill. And you know what it is? It's a gift to the Democrats. On Fox News, Lankford called it a win for conservatives who say they believe the border to be a major issue and noted his goals and Trump's goals are not the same. His job right now is running for president and so he's trying to be able to manage that and obviously a chaotic border is helpful to him in the process on that. House Speaker Mike Johnson said yesterday the Senate bill is dead on arrival in his chamber regardless. But for now, President Joe Biden just wants it to pass the Senate first. Everything in that bipartisan bill gives we control. Yes, us control. John Stolnes, Washington. It is uh, 736. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Yeah, to date, uh, today, uh, later today, there could be a vote on the impeachment of our uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. Mm. He's following the, uh, you know, the Biden administration's orders. Here's Fox reporter Brooke Singman. The House Rules Committee voting to send their case against Secretary Mayorkas to the full chamber for a vote. The impeachment articles charge that he is willfully and systemically refusing to comply with federal immigration laws and breaching public trust by claiming that the border is secure. House Republicans are not mincing words on where they stand. But the White House is denouncing the effort, saying, quote, the impeachment power was never intended as a device for members of an opposing political party to harass executive branch officials over policy disputes. And Democrat lawmakers agree with that. Yeah, so uh, there could be an impeachment vote later today for Mayorkas. We got an update on those ne'er-do-wells that jumped, uh, that jumped a cop in New York. Yeah, several illegal aliens accused of beating up a New York City police officer They've been arrested in Phoenix. Immigration and Customs Enforcement sources telling Fox the migrants allegedly involved in the beating were arrested Monday night at a Greyhound bus station. Their identities have not yet been released. They were believed to be heading to California. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says she wants to talk to the Manhattan DA about why the migrants were released without bail. She says prosecutors should have tried to keep them behind bars. Mm. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. All right, there you go. Now you're up to date on that. Uh, you know, the, the, these guys never should have been allowed to to take off and flee New York in the first place. Nope. Uh, you know, all the guys that beat on those cops should still be sitting in jail there in New York right now this morning. Uh, the, I mean, it, it is a, it's a disaster mm. what, what they've got going on with their government up there right now. And only because things have gotten, you know, come to this point. Police officers have been assaulted. Does, does Kathy Hochul, the governor up there, finally, you know, dance around entertaining the idea of maybe deporting these guys you know what's funny about this whole story this border bill is the oklahoma republican uh james langford yeah is now saying he's going to vote no on the bill that he helped craft of course he is <laughs> <laughs> that guy that guy hadn't had a very good week he's had a pretty bad week and it's only tuesday i mean uh he it's like you know like i was saying earlier it's a bill that's so bad even mitch mcconnell doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's 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 done himself some damage. Well, let's 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 have a robust conversation about the need for labor, right? I mean, we need a certain number of uh, labor employees coming into this country, don't we? Coming into this country is fine. Yeah, right. I mean, but that, but that is someone that is that is bringing some skills, and a job is lined up, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I don't I don't think most people listening have a problem with uh, legal labor immigration. Yeah, and I don't necessarily have a have a problem with you coming over here and, and not having any of those you know professional skills, but, you know, not being something. Oh, I do. I think. Oh, I do. I think. We, I think we should only be allowed to, based on merit. But if you're, yeah, that's fine. But that uh, right now, what I'm saying is, 
you know, if all you can do is build a house, but you, you come over here and you do it properly, right? Mm, yeah. Then I got no problem with that. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah, I get it. We we definitely, I think we could benefit from a merit-based system at this Absolutely. point. Every other country really does it that way. You know, but but I don't ever see that happening here. Listen, the Austin City Council will vote on whether to take steps towards an environmental investment plan next week. That's a nice way of saying, hey, voters, uh, we would like to borrow a bunch of money to deal with a few issues that we don't know what the issues are down the road. Right. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, to kickstart this public input process and directing the staff uh, to bring up some recommendations. Yeah, this plan aims to address climate change and sustainability of city operations and community resilience. What does that mean? What is what are they talking about? What is Ryan Alter at the Austin City Council talking about? Sounds like he's, uh, I guess he wants to make sure that uh, the, the city can continue to operate if we have another winter storm. To address climate change, sustainability of city operations, and community resilience. Well, anyway, City Councilman Ryan Alter's office says the proposal is being brought forward uh, by Ryan Alter, Vanessa Fuentes, Jose Velasquez, Paige Ellis, well, the Austin City Council approved the uh, Climate Equity Plan back in 2021, and that plan pushed uh, you know, for 74 different ways to achieve a net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2040. Now, while also putting a priority on communities that have been uh, disproportionately impacted by climate change, including low-income communities of color. How have low-income communities of color felt the impact of climate change more than the wealthy neighborhoods where white people live. I wanted that myself. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, this, uh, this is a legitimate question. Uh, could somebody please explain how low-income communities of color have been impacted more? Yeah, because they're talking about climate change. They're not talking about like, well, you know, over over on uh, the east side, there, there are a bunch of uh, industrial buildings and stuff that, you know, create health problems in that specific area. Mm. They're talking about the climate has changed, but specifically it's gotten worse just over these, these little pockets of, of every... You know, of the city. That makes no sense. Well, first, we got to determine uh, has uh, has climate change impacted communities? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, has it? I don't know. Trying to figure out how it's affected low income communities of color more. Well, I, I, I mean, that's that's you know that's a, that's one of the favorite talking points of this city. Is you know, Ryan when they, they want to get stuff done, they throw that out there. You got to throw some climate out there. Some, well, some climate and climate and uh, equity under underprivileged, underrepresented, marginalized. I think that's the word they like to use, marginalized. Does Ryan Alter have a plan to fight crime and make the streets safer and hire more cops? Does he have a plan for that? All right, so the Austin City Council, they'll vote, uh, you know, whether or not to take the steps forward on an environmental investment plan next week. Uh, yeah, this vote could kickstart the public input process and direct the staff to bring back some recommendations. And basically, the uh, the goal is to address climate change, sustainability of city operations, community resilience. Uh, that's what uh, Councilmember Ryan Alter talks about in his press release. So the big question is, how much money do you need, Ryan Alter, and how will you spend that money? And the answer is, he doesn't know. Which is an investment in meeting and exceeding our climate goals. We have a lot of goals as a city to help reduce our impact on the environment, but we're falling short in too many areas. And then we'll come back as a council to look at what those options are and figure out 
how much and what investments we want to make now and what may be over the course of a few years. This doesn't put anything on the ballot in 24. What it does is say what type of investments do we need to make and then later on when we look at financing mechanisms if a bond is a potential financing mechanism that we feel is the most appropriate that's when we'll make the decision about putting that on the ballot. Why wouldn't they think that it was appropriate? They've 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 called for a bond every other year since 2016. Yeah, I think it was 2018, 2020, something like that. It was That's almost right. one billion dollars. Yeah, this one, make no mistake about it, this would be one of the biggest bond packages you have ever heard of in your life. Ballpark it. What do you think? Just ballpark it. I won't hold you to it, but what do you think this bond package could be? A couple billion dollars. Two billion dollars. Yeah, I I know that sounds absurd. But think of what this city council, this, this guy, this local city councilman that outside of this city nobody's ever heard of anywhere ever, he's going to save the world. It's not going. That's not going to be done with with five hundred million dollars. Well, the taxpayers of Austin have to go two billion dollars in debt just to save the planet. Well, that's that city doesn't care. They love putting you in debt. And if we say yes to this big bond package, does that mean the climate fear, the climate crisis is over? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. It will always be over us like the like Let's, the sword of Damocles. I want to be very clear, and this is my opinion of putting two and two together on this front. This is the city of Austin's backup plan for Project Connect. Mm. They're not able to get the funding for the maze of trains and road projects as part of Project Connect. The feds have said no on a couple of fronts on this issue. This is the backup plan for Project Connect because Project Connect was about saving the environment, right? Sure. So you could throw all of this money if the voters say yes to it, and they probably will, to get their trains and rickshaws and electric buses. Well, and, and then think of it like this, along those similar lines as a backup plan. If the city invests heavily local dollars into something like this, well, then the feds could say, all right, here's some additional federal dollars for you as well. You know, we've got all this extra money sitting around uh, from the Inflation Reduction Act, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so... The city, the city, obviously, they wanted to invest heavily in the density so they could get federal dollars for the train. And they would do the same thing here. Yeah, 751. Uh, you could jump in here at 512 uh, America's pastime is no longer uh, a sport that's played on a diamond, but rather the gridiron. The Pew Research Center surveyed uh, Americans, and they believe that uh, football, not baseball, is America's sport by a wide margin. You and I grew up in a generation of baseball, hot dog, Chevrolet, apple pie. Baseball was America's pastime. Some of my best memories were a five-hour Sunday afternoon at a ballpark when I was a boy. And that may be part of the downfall for baseball today. Yeah. The five hours it takes sometimes to, to play the game, right? Well, they've, they've, de- they've made some changes, you know, the pitch clock and things like that. They've sped it up. Purists like yeah. me, I can't stand it, but whatever. Well, this survey, uh, they, uh, they reviewed or studied uh, 12,000 adults. And if you had to choose one sport as being America's sport, even if you don't personally follow it, what would it be? Well, that question found uh, the broad survey about sports fandom throughout the United States saw that 53% of Americans believe football is America's pastime, America's sport. Baseball came in at number, uh, well, came in at 27%. Wow, that's pretty big. It wasn't even close. Yeah, the rest, 8% soccer, uh, auto racing, hockey, and something else, you know, got got 1%. That something else section was uh, the Pew Research Center allowing the surveyors to write another sport if uh, if you needed to, like golf or boxing or a rodeo, that kind of thing. Well, uh, let's be clear. 
it's not uh, it's not the NFL that people are watching. It's college football that people are watching. And I agree with that. Now that they bring up uh, the details about college sports, college football, college football is much bigger than baseball could ever dream of being. Well, I think I, 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 I agree that football has overtaken baseball. College football. But I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, college football is, is massive all over the place. But, I mean, the NFL is, is you know, it's, that's not oh, the that's NFL, no slouch. Look it up. I mean, look how much money that, that collectively college football has compared to uh, professional football. And I bet college sports has leaps and bounds so much it more. Could be. Could much be. more coverage, much more viewers, many more fans, right? Well, maybe so. The most radical fans. They are. Football you, fans are pretty wild. You have any A&M friends? I do. Yeah, those. I do. I got A&M those, family. Those, they, I mean, they're, 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 they're maroon, man, through and through. And they're a little off. Yeah. They're, they're a little off. Pickleball didn't come in anywhere on that list. So I'm disappointed by that. You know, I would have <laughs> thought pickleball would have been up there. Yeah. Now, baseball, I, I, I am surprised that only 27% of those surveyed said baseball. That seems extremely well, the low, games and are, that's disappointingly low. Well, the games are late, right? It can be. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and who is the most popular player in Major League Baseball right now? Who's the, who's the Wheaties box baseball player in American baseball right now? Probably Aaron Judge. What? Maybe. I'd say most likely. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's the modern Babe Ruth, minus, well, minus the pitching. Most people don't know who he is. No, most ball, if you're baseball, if, I don't know. I think, I think if you follow sports, you know Aaron Judge. I said most people. Don't most people follow sports? People that didn't even follow baseball knew who Babe Ruth was. Well, maybe so. Right? Yeah. Well, the survey found that 62% of U.S. adults say that they did not follow pro or college sports closely, if at all. It also found that 63% of those adults that talk sports with others uh, just a few times a month or less. Uh, but, yeah, the, the gridiron has replaced uh, the diamond and uh, as, as America's sports. I believe it. And I believe it. And it's college football, not necessarily the NFL. I believe it. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it was just it's been a kind of a slow transition, but it seems like that it, that's just kind of how it's happened over the years. And baseball did it to itself. Largely did it to itself. I think you know by by what? What real quick? What do you mean? Well, I, I just you know I mean I, well I, I guess I, I was going to say you know with hiking all the prices like they have at every sport's done that, um, but uh, yeah actually you know what I, I think it's just a sign of the times that baseball is is a game of. Uh, Situations, you know, you could sit there for three hours and nothing happens. Nobody and, knows and then the all players. of a sudden it's like the most exciting two minutes of your life. Your average 15 year old doesn't know who the players are. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings, 5 to 10, on News Radio KLBJ.